You're listening to Focus on the Bible. Welcome to another episode of Focus on the Bible. My name's Josiah Coyle. I'm the producer. And today I'm filling in for Freddie Coyle as he is recovering from brain surgery. They removed a tumor from the right side of his brain and he is in recovery now. We appreciate your prayers that the results of that tumor would come back and that it would be benign. And we're all praying for him um, in that. We appreciate your continued prayer and support as we await those results. I want to begin today with a brief story about a man and his son. And the man would tell his son stories and the son would always say, say once upon a time, say once upon a time. And it took the dad a while to figure out why the son was saying, say once upon a time, why he was instructing him to do that. And the reason was once upon a time begins the story. And the son knew that. So he wanted to make sure that he wasn't missing out on any important details, that the story wasn't starting in the middle or after something important had happened. He wanted to make sure that his dad said once upon a time so he knew they were at the start of the story. Because no one wants to miss a good part of a good story. You think about when we go to the movies, they play previews at the beginning of the movies. Those previews often last 15 minutes or so. You don't even have to be on time to the movie, but people still come right on the dot because you don't want to miss any part of that movie. And in the same way, that little boy wanted to make sure that he got the most out of the stories that his dad was telling him. But sometimes we miss out on our own story that God is weaving in our lives. We get too concerned with all the details, and we miss the bigger picture of what he's doing. And that's why this episode is called How to Not Waste Your Life. The Bible is very clear that our time on earth is limited. James 4.14 says, Whereas you don't know what will be tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Ephesians 5:15 through 16 says, "See then that you walk circumspectly or carefully, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil." Our time on earth is short because we live in a fallen world, so it's precious and we need to make the most of it that we can. We live in a culture today that loves to contemplate. We like to sit and watch other people do things. We like to think about what we would do in different scenarios, but we rarely live in the moment God has given us. When people do live in the moment, a lot of times they really are just living for the moment or being impulsive, trading the long-term for short-term pleasures. And obviously, this is not a super great approach either, and it comes with its own problems. But the contemplative side of the problem, of the dilemma, is represented really well in Ecclesiastes 11. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4, I'm sorry, verse 3 says, If the clouds be full of rain, then they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree falls towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will be. In other words, these are things that 
just happen. The world just works this way. You can't control when it rains or how a tree falls. Whatever way that happens, that's just how it's going to be. So verse four, he that observes the wind will not sow and and he that regards the clouds will not reap. If you spend your time wondering about which way the wind is going to blow or watching the clouds and trying to guess when it's going to rain, you're never going to actually go out into the field and plant. Now, today, not everybody is farmers. We're not necessarily as agricultural as society in this time, in this place was, but the example still holds true. If we spend our time worrying about the little details, like I mentioned earlier, we don't actually stand up and live our lives in the way that God intended for us to do. Verse five continues, as thou knowest not, as you don't know what is the way of the spirit or how the bones grow in the womb of her that is with child, in the same way, you don't know what the works of God who makes all are. In the morning, sow thy seed and in the evening withhold not your hand for you don't know whether this will prosper or that or whether both will be alike good. Truly the light is sweet and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man lives many years and rejoices in all of them, let him remember the days of darkness for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. So what's it saying? It says, take advantage of the time you have. In the morning, sow thy seed. Again, using the agricultural example. When you have something that is in front of you to do, go and do it. Don't worry about all of the little details. God has got those in the bag. He's weaving a story in your life. But in order for him to do everything that he wants to do in your life, you have to be willing to get up and go and do the thing that God has put in front of you. You might not know what the next step is after that, but that's why it's life. You can't plan for every contingency in life. So get up and do what you know to do. Now, I mentioned a little bit about living for the short term, living for the moment and not in the moment. And that's different because it's living impulsively, it's living in the short term, and it's failing to plan at all. It's failing to be wise. And that's obviously I hope it's obvious that that's not what I'm being an advocate for in this episode. We don't want to waste our life planning it all, but we also don't want to waste our life living only from moment to moment with no regard for what the future is going to hold or what the consequences of our actions are going to be. So it talks a little bit about why we need to be careful in not living only for the moment. It says in verse nine, rejoice young man in your youth and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth and walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. So remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh for childhood and youth are vanity. So what's it saying? It says you have your life, even if you're not the most youthful person right now, you still have a life to live. You're still here to make the most of it. So rejoice in that. Rejoice in the time that you have. But remember, if you live in the short term, God is going to bring all of these things into judgment. If you waste your life frivolously, 
then that's going to be brought into judgment. But if you fail to live your life at all, then at the end of it, you're going to have nothing to show for it. So we see two people, essentially. The first person spends their life planning for the future until they have no future left because they've wasted it all. The second person lives for the moment, has fun until their life is over and wasted. We need to find a place between these two extremes where we are living from moment to moment, not wasting our time worrying about things that we can't control, but where we're also not living only for the moment with no regard for our consequences. Jesus has a very similar teaching in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 6. Starting in verse 25, I'm just going to read everything that he says because he says it's so much better than I can. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to the end, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you will put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air. They don't sow, neither do they reap. They don't gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work, they don't spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God clothes the grass of the field like this, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or how will we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek." For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So, what's it saying? Jesus is giving examples of so many things that are small and more temporary than most of our lives are, like the birds and the grass and the flowers. And he's saying these things are so temporary, and yet God still makes sure that they have everything that they need for the flowers to bloom, for the birds to eat, for the grass to grow. God is going to provide for you in the same way, and yet so much more, because he loves you, he cares about you, and he created you for a purpose. But there is a problem. You could do everything that we've talked about as best as you can and still it all fade away and crumble into nothing. That's because we are temporary, we are imperfect, and we as physical beings are incapable of doing eternal things. But that's why God sent his son, Jesus. Jesus is an eternal being. And Jesus lived a perfect life so that he could stand in our place because we couldn't stand before God. We can't do things in light of eternity without him. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20 says, For there is not a just man upon the earth that does good and sins not. Romans also reiterates this and says, There is no one righteous, no, not one. 
and I'm not an exception, you're not an exception, the best person you know is not an exception to that truth. But Jesus Christ came and experienced separation from God through death so that by having faith in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross, we can be connected with God. This is how we can be righteous. This is why Jesus came and modeled the perfect life for us and then gave his life in our place. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him, that's Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So I ask you, encourage you, I urge you, in fact, that if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, you should do that right now. There's no other way to make your life count. There's no other way to know God than through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you'll do that right now, you can start living in the way that the Bible teaches us to live, in the way that Jesus set the example for us, and in the way that God intended for us to live. Without him, there's no way that you can do that. So if you want your life to count, this is how you make sure that you do not waste your life. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Focus on the Bible as we've talked about how to make sure that you don't waste your life. We hope that you'll join us again in future episodes. And we also ask that you continue to be in prayer for Freddie, that he'll be back at it soon. And even more, that this tumor that's been removed from his brain would be benign and not be something that could come back in the future. We really appreciate your prayers for that. And I know that uh, Freddie appreciates your support in that as well. If you have a question about this episode or another biblical topic, we encourage you to write to us. You can mail us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. Again, that's Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. If you have any prayers or support, we would be absolutely thrilled to receive those as well as Freddie can use all the encouragement he can get right now. And if you have questions or you want to learn more about our ministry, you can also visit our website at freddycoil.org. It's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. Thank you so much again, and we hope to see you next week for Focus on the Bible. Focus on the Bible.